Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. And this is a Seller Roundtable Extra. And uh, today we are going to talk to you guys about uh, lots of different tips and tactics and things that you can do today in order to uh, weather the storm, uh, the COVID-19 storm that we're also um, affected by pretty much the entire world. So um, we are going to try to give you some strategies, some tips, some things that you can do today to help mitigate those things. And um, Amy, I'm going to hand it off to you. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, I know that all of us are affected in different ways and no matter what it is, it is affecting us both. Some of us positively in terms of sales, um, and others of us just have our sales have come to kind of a screeching halt. Uh, but I know it's affecting us mentally and physically. Uh, so I just, the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, merchant fulfillment. So, you know, a lot of people in the last kind of 48 hours, what has happened is um, Amazon, you know, first we were restricted in sending in certain categories. So that affected a lot of people. Uh, Amazon sent out an email and said, hey, you're restricted to send in certain categories if you're not in grocery or pet or anything like that. Um, and then the second thing that happened in the last like 48 to 72 hours is some of us whose products were active on Amazon have noticed that um, the ship date to customers isn't until 21 April. And so, I mean, what customer is going to want to kind of wait that long, especially when they're at home stuck on lockdown, you know, they're wanting to shop and kind of get that instant uh, get something on time to them. So this is really affecting people uh, and their sales. So even if a customer buys it and you get that revenue put in, you're definitely um, at risk for that customer to cancel that purchase. Uh, so what can you do? You know, th that's what I would love to talk to you guys about. I've been merchant fulfilling on Amazon since I got started. I know Andy also merchant fulfills some of his stuff. Um, the reason I merchant fulfills one of my products is quite large and um, it, my, my Amazon fees are just not, uh, not in a profitable uh, area compared to if I merchant fulfill it. So what is merchant fulfillment? That is when you basically are listing your products on amazon.com, but you are fulfilling them yourself. So when somebody buys it on amazon.com, you'll get an email from Amazon that says, uh, hey, you know, you sold this, go ahead and ship it out. And then you can go into Seller Central Dashboard and you can check your orders and you can purchase shipping right then and there. Um, if all of your inventory is at Amazon right now, uh, that is difficult, right? You might be able to do a removal order and remove some of it. Um, there's a list of third-party prep centers. I just wrote a blog post on this. Uh, you can either go to rebatejet.com slash blog or amazingathome.com slash blog and check out the latest blog post. It's a step-by-step -step guide on how to merchant fulfill. So what I would suggest is if all of your inventory is at Amazon um, and you cannot weather the storm, right? You cannot wait for uh, and seriously affecting your sales, uh, perhaps do a removal order and 
pull, you know, 50 to 100 units back and uh, put them in a, in a fulfillment center or in a warehouse or in your garage and go ahead and merchant fulfill them. Um, we use UPS e-fulfillment and then we also fulfill out of the house. And we'll kind of talk a little bit more about that throughout this podcast. But we just want to encourage you guys um, to know that there are things selling like crazy right now and people are online shopping more than ever before. So if you have the opportunity to pivot, we want to give you the, um, the tools today to be able to do that. Right, Andy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Merchant Fulfilled is something that, I mean, that's how I started. I mean, I started Merchant Fulfilling even before I started doing FBA. And um, yeah, we always Merchant Fulfill. We, we ship, um, usually it's just once a week. Um, and, you know, some people have warehouses, some people have, you know, you know get creative there. But <clears throat> definitely something that you want to do now, rather than just have your inventory sit, if, like Amy mentioned, if you can get a removal order, definitely something um, that you guys want to look into. But really what you want to be doing now is diversifying. If you can't sell on Amazon, you should be seeing if you can sell on Walmart or eBay or Etsy or, you know, your own Shopify store, WooCommerce, ClickFunnels, Facebook Marketplace, LetGo, Mercari, um, and uh, something that we haven't rolled out yet, but we are going to in the next week or two, which is super exciting for us is RebateJet. You are actually going to be able to sell direct to customers on RebateJet. Um, you'll be able to import a huge list of products uh, you can export from Amazon, then import to RebateJet, or you can export from your Shopify. Wherever you're selling, you'll be able to import into RebateJet and then sell direct to customers and the fees and things that you're gonna pay are gonna be a lot less than uh, than on places like Amazon. So that's super exciting for us. Um, we are um, you know, in the works right now. Um, we've got it pretty much set up, but we're kind of testing it, making sure it works well. Um, and then we'll be rolling that out to you guys. So we're, we're super excited about that. But this is an absolute great chance to uh, diversify. You know, this is where you want to start um, testing other marketplaces, um, especially if you're not busy on Amazon, right? Rather than sitting idle and being like, oh my God, I'm screwed, you know, things like that. Like put that energy into um, trying to figure out where you can actually push your products. Um, you know, some of these creative ones like um, Facebook Marketplace, um, you know, I know that Amy's done this and we've done this too. Like we've had overstock items before that we've gotten returned to us and we just start listing them on, on marketplace and we end up getting, you know, similar, you know, amounts of money than selling on Amazon because there's zero fees, right? They, the person just shows up and you, you hand off the product and they hand you cash. So it's, you know, it's an absolute great way to, um, sell inventory, um, something else we want to talk about, which is super important is PPC. Um, I've been getting a lot of people, um, you know, reaching out and asking about like what they should be doing with their PPC. Right. So, um, the main thing that I'm hearing right now is people are just turning off their campaigns and I want to tell you absolutely not to do that. Once you've got, uh, you know, if you're, if, if you're affected by the, the FBA delay, um, you might want to try to get, you know, the, that merchant fulfilled listing up, um, like Amy will guide you through on the blog post. But once you get that merchant fulfilled listing up, <clears throat> excuse me, you want to definitely, um, you know, make sure that those ads are, are turned back on because everybody else are turning off their ads right now. And so that the cost per click is actually coming down pretty significantly on Amazon. What's weird is I even had some old products and some old campaigns that I haven't touched in forever that are starting to, to show impressions now because before I might've been priced out of that, you know, that keyword or that campaign. And now those are coming back online again, just out of nowhere because those costs have come so far down. 
So what you want to do is, uh, here's just kind of an overview of what you want to do um, in terms of your PVC. You want to kill any keywords that aren't converting right now, right? So look at, you know, the past, say about 14 days. If you want to uh, go even further out, you can go 30 days and kill any of the keywords that are, um, are leeching money. So there's two strategies there. One is you can completely turn them off. I always hate doing that. But what I suggest doing is just is reducing the bids way, way down, you know, five, six cents. I think five cents is the minimum you can go on Amazon, maybe go a penny over that and, you know, let it ride and see if maybe you'll, you'll start getting some, um, you know, some continued sales out of, out of those keywords, um, you know, but if, if they've leached for, I'd say more than 30 days, um, then it might be worth uh, killing them even at that lower, um, that lower uh, price point. Uh, the next thing you want to do is reduce your target ACOS. So, you know, say if like, no, like as business as usual, you run a, a target ACOS of, of, you know, say 30%. Um, right now you really want to maximize your profits, right? And a lot of times people are having trouble, not only, um, you know, uh, selling, you know, getting their FBA product delivered from Amazon, but actually getting product to Amazon, right? Like because of, of the issues in China and things like that, you might not even be able to get more stock. So right now you really want to squeeze as much profit out of your current inventory that you can. So you want to make sure that you reduce your target a cost. The benefit with that as well is you, uh, because the costs across the board are coming down, you should hopefully be able to hit those target a costs um, fairly um, easily because um, you know, those costs are coming down across the board. So definitely reduce your target a cost. Um, the next thing you might want to do is actually raise your bids on winning keywords. So if you go back through for 14 or, or, you know, even out to 30 days and you see that there's, you know, specific product targets or keywords that are continuously um, winning. In other words, you're, you're, you're beating your target ACOS and you're making uh, you know, significant amount of sales on those. You actually might want to increase those bids. Um, you know, a few different tactics you can do there is one is just, just increase the bid. The other is, to um, place the uh, in increase the percentage of top placement. So in Amazon, I forget exactly what it's called, but there's kind of a, a setting that says, you know, uh, you know, bid X percent to get to the, the top uh, listing. Uh, that's something you might want to look at uh, during this time, because if those winners are winning and continuously winning, why not maximize and get as much traffic and sales off of those um, keywords? Um, or product targets as you can. So those are brief, but those are kind of some really quick um, tactics that you can do right now in order to continue to get sales from your Amazon PPC without, uh, you know, having astronomical ACoS. Andy, do you recommend that they also really lower their budget then? Because for example, let's say all of my products are on that 21 April ship date. So maybe I'm not going to turn off my PPC because I still still might get a few FBA sales, but should I at least lower my budget um, daily so that I'm not just burning through clicks? Yeah, it depends on your inventory level and, you know, and if the keyword's performing or not. If it's not performing, then, you know, or the campaign overall is not performing, then that's definitely something you want to look at. But if you open up a campaign and there's even one or two keywords that are performing, um, I would say just filter out the stuff that's not performing, you know, with the built-in filter on, on, um, on the uh, marketing dashboard and reduce the bids on all the stuff that's not performing. Uh, that way it shouldn't even spend any budget, you know, unless you, you know, unless you're getting really cheap clicks, which then might end up getting you some profit. Um, but you know, it all comes down to stock levels, right? If you have a bunch of stock, then you don't have to worry about budget. You want to just continue to, to juice 
as much profit and sales out of, out of those products as you can. Now, if you're getting low at, at Amazon FBA, or if you're merchant fulfilling, you're getting low, then, you know, you really want to minimize your ad spend because if you're going to run out, you know, you might as well, like I said, maximize your profits there. Now, if you get zero organic sales a day, you know, if you're getting a lot of sales from PVC and you turn that off, then that problem goes away, right? Cause now you're not selling anything. So you need to really find that kind of that happy medium where, you're still driving some, some some paid traffic to the listing, but you're not spending so much that you're going to stock yourself out. Got it. Makes sense. Good yep. tips. So yeah, something else I want to talk about. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I've seen, you know, I, I see kind of two sides to this, right? Like, like there's a lot of bad press about like, you know, sellers going out and, and especially like retail arbitrage and stuff and buying up all the, the hand sanitizer and stuff like that. Now, on one hand, I, I definitely think that, you know, when you're buying out a community like that, you know, it, it, it may not necessarily be a, a positive thing, especially if you're jacking up the prices. But on the flip side to that, if you went out and bought those hand sanitizers and maybe made a buck or two off of each one, um, but you're putting that stock on Amazon for people around the country who really need it to get a hold of it, then that's different. So to me, it's, um, you know, it's looking for right now, you want to see how you can maybe come up with new product ideas that might help your community, but where you're helping rather than hurting, right? You know, if you're buying up all the hand sanitizer and trying to sell it for 80 bucks a pop, to me, you're hurting your community, right? You're hurting, you're, you're hurting the overall cause. But if you like today, I saw somebody in, I think it was like the Netherlands put out a, uh, like a sewing plans for like an open source mask. Now, what if you took that, that, plan and went to your local seamstress who's now doors closed they're working from home you give them a call you say hey like i want to make you know a thousand of these you know can you bring your equipment home work from home you know can you get these made for me and then you go and you know you still make a little bit of profit on that you need to live too you need to feed your family so to me there's nothing wrong with capitalizing and helping people at the same time. Andy, did you know Joanne Fabrics? It's a big craft yep. store here in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. They are actually delivering. You can go and pick up uh, ready-to-sew masks. They've already cut out the patterns and everything for you. Yep. And um, you can sew them then or, like you said, hire a seamstress to do it and, uh, and get them out there. Yeah. And to me, that's win-win because now you're, you, now you're supporting your own family. You're not having to, you know, go into debt, things like that. And you're supporting that seamstress and you're able to get these masks out. I mean, if you look at, you know, places in New York, they, they can't even get masks. So these might not be N95 masks, but um, a lot of the stuff that I've read said that like having something over their face, you know, the healthcare workers and things is better than nothing at all. So, I mean, that's where I'm saying, you know, try to get creative um, in, in coming up with new products, see if you can source stuff locally, um, uh, another thing that's, uh, you know, that you can do is, is consult your local small business. You know, if you've got a local business, like here in Sebastopol, we have like a honey shop, right? You know, they, they probably, I don't know if they're considered food or not, but they might, their doors might be shuttered just as an example. You know, you could go to them and say, Hey, do you want to list this stuff on Amazon and I will fulfill it for you and we'll split the profit or, you know, I'll, you know, you, you can pay me to help you get that, you know, as a consulting fee to help you get your products onto Amazon and I can show you how to do everything. In other words, get really creative guys. If you, um, you know, are off of work right now and you need to bring in some income, you know, those are just a few things that you can think about in terms of, you know, getting creative and, uh, not only, you know, getting products out there to support your family, but also helping on the, you know, on the, the general cause there. Definitely. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and so. then there's, of course, groceries right now are really flying off the shelf. So if you have a source for um, any type of grocery products, I mean, I have clients that have like chocolates that are selling like crazy. Um, just people aren't able to get anything right now. And then also there's, you know, a lot of, of, you know, just people trying to get whatever they can get their hands on in terms of, you know, snacks and things like that, because the shelves are empty. So if you can get your hands on some of those products and kind of look in, if you already know sources that other people are not necessarily shopping at, or you have a wholesale source, what a great way to make a little bit of extra money at this time. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, on that same note, you know, there's always creative ways to, to come up with products, right? I mean, you can go out to your local community and just brainstorm and think about what people need right now and create bundles or, you know, come up with new ideas. It's, it's honestly a lot easier than you think. Um, and, you know, I, I was listening to, you know, on a call with one of my masterminds today. And uh, one of the themes was like, you can't feel guilty in like during these times and making money. Now you, you can, you know, if you're gouging people, if you're being ridiculous, then you can feel guilty and shame on you for doing that. But if you're making enough money to help support your family and at the same time, you know, provide a service to me, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So guys go out there and do what you can if you need to, you know, support your family. On that same note, some other things that I, I've noticed in, in the last week is there's huge opportunities in paid marketing and, and influencers right now because so many people are, you know, when, when people go into this panic mode, it's like they, they, they hit the kill button on, on all these expenses, right? And that's not necessarily the smartest thing to do right now if you are making a profit. So if you can, you know, spend a dollar in ads and make $2, then there's no way in hell you should be turning those, those ads off right now. Um, you should also, you know, for example, like I just talked about those masks that you, you know, could sew on your own or find somebody to do that for you. Um, if you were to put those, you know, on Amazon or one of these other marketplaces and then pay for Google ads to drive traffic to those, those products, you're going to pay pennies on the dollar right now because nobody's doing it. There's no, there's, there's so many people who have fled from advertising that, um, that there's actually huge opportunity there. So just really think about and that on that same token Andy um, you mentioned just kind of also using your skills so all of us have skills of online business and how many of these local businesses could have their business online I have an example um, there's a lady in my neighborhood her mother-in-law actually got coronavirus and she was in Europe and came back and got coronavirus and um, and so they're on lockdown right now but she's still paying her employees. She has a sewing business where she teaches people how to sew. And, um, and she is still paying her employees and struggling, but they aren't offering any classes. Well, guess what? I already know how to offer a class online and I could teach her how to do that. How many local businesses are struggling right now, whether you're a music teacher or a tutor you know, how many of those just don't have the skills right now to get online so you could help them through consulting and help them get online and give back and offer, you know, your skills and your services. And as Andy mentioned, it's going to be very, very cheap to advertise that service and get it out there to people who need it most right now. Yeah, absolutely. Now, something else uh, I want to transition to, I just told you not to cut your advertising, right? But 
something that you do want to do is, is pull up the last 30 days of your, you know, bank account, credit card, whatever you're doing right now to run your business and really go through it with a fine tooth comb and cut things that aren't essential, right? That aren't, you're not either, you know, cause I know Amy, you've done this too. And I do this is I'll sign up for some service and I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to use that, you know, in a couple of weeks or whatever. Um, and then you don't get to it and it just sits there and, and, you know, and, and you're paying for it every month when you're not even using it. So go through and, you know, cut, anything that isn't essential. Um, but on that same token, if something that you're spending money on is making you money, once again, you got to look at the, the return on investment. If you're spending, you know, a hundred bucks a month on it, but it makes you 300 or it saves you $300, then that's a no brainer, right? You would definitely want to keep that around. But you know, if it's something that's kind of on the fringe that you're not really using right now, you know, then it's definitely something that you want to really look at. Um, for example, like we cut, um, you know, we used to have, uh, you know, satellite, then we had Comcast TV, then we had Sling TV. And we actually just cut that out too, because we really just don't watch TV very often. When we do, it's usually like Netflix or something like that, or YouTube, you know, we're watching a lot of YouTube these days. Um, there's a lot of free things out there that you can do to, to, um, entertain yourselves. And honestly, you, sh you should be taking the time rather than watching, you know, TV and movies, you know, you should be trying to better yourself. So, you know, think about cutting those services that you, you don't need currently. And, um, I know that, that this might not be a popular thing, but to me, I have a much easier time cutting a service. That's a major corporation than I do with cutting a service. That's like a small provider, right? When I know that I'm, I'm supporting a small business, like to me, it's much harder <laughs> to cut that but I have no problem cutting Comcast or Dish Network or any of those. They'll be fine. They'll weather this storm no problem. Uh, so to me, that's you know something to definitely look at is to go through and, and cut expenses, uh, be as frugal as you can right now. Um, but at the same token, look for the opportunities there. Um, another thing you can do is go to your you know service provider or whoever that you're paying for and and call them. And if you if it's something that you you do value, but you know you're kind of on the on the you know you're like, ah, I don't know, maybe I'll keep it. Maybe I won't is call them and say, Hey, can you give me 50% off for three months? You know, there people are always willing to deal, especially in these, you know, kinds of times. So, you know, see if you can get a deal. Yeah. I know, um, Cindy Thompson, the, um, author of profit first for e-com sellers. She has a really great newsletter and I shared it with, uh, the seller Roundtable Facebook page about the cut, keep, reduce strategy. So what you can do is go through your QuickBooks and, uh, or your bank statements and how many of us need to do this anyway, right? And this is a really good uh, reason to, to do it right now, but, um, but we should be doing this anyway on a regular basis. Go through your, your bank statements or your QuickBooks and look at it line by line and say, okay, do I need to keep that? Do I need to reduce it where I'm going to call, you know, I'm going to call that, um, that company and, and say, hey, do you have a better deal for me? Or can I go to a lower plan? Or do I wanna completely cut it out? And so just put a K next to the ones you wanna keep, an R and a C next to the ones you wanna reduce or cut, and just take the time to get on the phone and, um, and, and get that stuff done. And that's really going to help you, first of all, understand where you're spending your money, which a lot of us kind of, we get comfortable, we get busy with our businesses, and we don't realize, you know, where we're spending our money and where things are going. Well, this is a great time to just take a good, good look at that and um, and get on the phone and, and talk to these companies. At the same time, right now, the Small Business Association has disaster loans. Um, so you just go to sba.gov 
uh, and you can apply for a loan there. Uh, there's definitely a lot of providers that are working with you. I have a friend who messaged me the other day and said, you know, I called my car payment provider and they were willing to defer payments for a couple of months. You know, my mortgage provider, that kind of thing. All of the companies right now are working with people. So don't be afraid to just reach out and make some calls, go on their website, see what they have going on and just look at your monthly expenses and reduce that stress that you have going on right now. As Andy says, don't cut those things that are, uh, that are going to, that are providing you with a service that's making you money, but take a look at those other things that like, man, I haven't used that in three, four or five months, or I'm really paying way too much for that for how much I'm getting in return. And I want to reduce that. And then, you know, the next thing is a lot of people are kind of, they're stuck in their house. And I, I posted about this and I said, hey, what's your biggest struggle right now? And so many people are struggling with being motivated, you know, because we're kind of, we're stuck in our houses and, um, and it's hard, you know, if we have big goals, but we don't really see an end in sight to this coronavirus situation right now, you might not be as motivated to work on your goals because they're not, as seemingly attainable right now. So if you're finding yourself lacking motivation, a tip that I have for you is to make shorter term goals for now, right? Because there's so much going on right now, what I would do is think about, okay, by the end of April, what do I want to get done? What do I wanna learn? Is there a new skill I wanna learn? Is there something that I wanna get done in my business? And actually put that on a timeline so that you're kind of focused on shorter term goals and that'll help you be more motivated to work on them. Even one goal a week that you can easily achieve uh, will help you kind of stay focused and motivated right now. Um, also with your inventory and your products, use this extra time off. If you still have a day job and you're stuck at home, use this extra time to really scale your e-commerce business, you know, go through your inventory and look at the things that are selling really well this year, that things that you might want to grow, you might want to add more products to that line. Um, maybe there's products that aren't selling so well or didn't sell so well this year. And you're thinking, oh man, you know, you can come up with some strategies to sell out of those and move on. Um, look at those, look at your inventory the same way that you look at your expenses and, and look for opportunities to grow it. If you have a seasonal product that has been affected by um, you know, this coronavirus, think of the things that you can do to get in front of those eyeballs again. So for example, all of these events have been canceled. Maybe you have a travel product or an event-based product. Well, guess what? They're gonna be rescheduled. People are going to travel again. So what can you do now to strategize to get in front of those eyeballs when people do start traveling again? How can you make your business the one that they see and the one that they buy from when they're ready to start moving and start living again after this? Uh, and then really study your niche and look for opportunities and plan for the future. Uh, I know right now, again, that that's hard to do, but uh, definitely know that we are going to get through this and we are going to, things are going to return to normal and people are going to travel again and they are going to buy things again and, you know, they're going to live life again. And, um, and how can your company be the one that they, your brand be the one that they, 
go to for their products and services. Think about that now and, and really start planning, planning for that time. And then finally, don't forget about training, right? All of us, you know, as I mentioned, have a short-term goal of something that you've always wanted to learn. What better time to learn it? There are so many podcasts, books, YouTube, and paid training that's out there. I know Nathan Hirsch, he just launched his outsource school, um, you know, learning how to hire and train VAs. And there's tons of free and reduced courses right now. Um, our Inspire Summit, we just opened it up for free. Um, you, it's over 20 hours of training on business planning and strategy and growth and marketing and everything else. All you have to do is go to facebook.com slash groups slash Inspire Summit and send a join request. You get in for free right now. So, um, you know, get in there and get that training and take a minute to really plan in your business. Uh, and then, you know, we're doing a listing optimization masterclass next week. So that's pretty awesome. Stay tuned for that. I mean, right now is a great time to fix your listings, right? So we're going to come up with a masterclass next week and teach you everything we know about optimizing listings so that you can fix your listings and, and get them on the right pages, get that right visibility and, um, and get your products moving again. And then, you know, we're going to be, I have a bunch of courses coming out um, for Amazing at Home. So we're gonna be doing some really cool things coming up here. So definitely just stay, in tune, stay tuned for that. Be, get on our subscriber list if you're not already there. Um, and stay tuned to the podcast because we've, we've got a lot of great training. You can go back through our podcasts. I mean, we've had incredible guests on this show that have taught incredible things. So now's a great time to binge on the podcast and get a lot of those old episodes um, out. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.